Hi, I'm Ava Vorpagel. And I'm Adila Nuri. And welcome to our podcast discussing America and the 13 colonies. So, hey, Ava, I was wondering, what have you learned that supports how we see ourselves today as a country? Well, we learned about indentured servitude, where pretty much the poor could travel to America and work for seven years with harsh labors under someone else. And after those seven years, they have the opportunity to make money and go live a life of their own. And I thought that it kind of relates to America today because we have the choice to work. Nobody is telling us we have to work. Just like these um, pretty much slaves, they chose to go work in America. And we have the choice to work as well. What do you think, Adila? Oh, I think that... Oh, God. (laughs) Hey, Adila, what have you learned that doesn't match with what we think of ourselves as America today? How does it conflict? Um, in the past, I believe that people didn't have the choice to be free or not be slave to someone. But now, as we think, we have the right to work or not work. That's up to us. What do you think? I agree with what you said. And I also added that people didn't get paid to the very end of their service if they were still alive while they were indentured. And Americans today, they usually have a time, like a time schedule where they get paid every week, every two weeks. And they kind of conflict because it's like back then people didn't really have, like they didn't know they were going to get paid because they didn't know if they were going to live. Today we know when we're going to get paid and how much we're going to get paid. So my second question for you is that what, what, what TV movie character is America at this time in history? Explain why and give examples. Okay, so this is kind of a big jump, but I said Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games uh, describes America at this time in history, but not just America, more targeting the people in America at this time, like the uh, working class, the lower working class, because they were born into their poverty and it's a really like could not get out of it, and they had to care for themselves and their family. And this represents Katniss Everdeen because she was born into poverty and her whole life her and her family have been poor and she had to care for herself on top of her family. So my next question for you is that how do indigenous people resist colonism? The indigenous people refused to work and grow food, so the colonists would leave. They also went on strike to try to stop production and kick the colonists out pretty much. What do you think, Adila? I'll just describe it in three words. Diplomacy, war, and alliances. That's what I think. Can you identify and explain the interaction between the different social groups in early America? Also describe what life was like between these groups. Um, I said that government in early America hoped to separate two groups and make it less likely that they would reunite again. Black people had to work for rights. If you're rich enough, you can you can also hit hire slaves. What do you think? Well, during this time, social groups were distinguished by race for the most part poor white people and black people. Poor white people got more rights and black people were slaves because of Bacon's rebellion. When are revolutions justified? Revolutions are justified when the government takes advantage of their power and they pretty much abuse the rights that they have. What do you think? And I said whenever government betrays the purpose to which it rules. Okay, Adila, the Pueblo Revolt. Was it successful? Um, I searched about it, and it said that it was the single most successful act of resistance 
by Native Americans against a European invader. Is it true? What do you think? I think so. I think it was very successful and it ensured survival of the Pueblo culture, traditions, land, languages, religions, and it kept Spanish out of New Mexico for 12 years. I'm Ava. And I'm Adila. And thank you for listening to our episode.